Parashas Miketz, Torah relates that Yosef was elevated by Paro to be his second in command. Torah says that Paro gave as a wife to Yosef, Asenas Bas Potifera Kohen On. And then the Torah says, Uli Yosef Yulad Shnevanim. To Yosef were born two sons. Beterem Tavosh Nasarov, before the year of famine began. Asher Yoladalo Asenas Bas Potifera Kohen On. These two sons were, were, were born to him by Asenas Bas Potifera Kohen On. Gemarantanis. Guarantanus points out a lot of words here in this Pasuk. He had two sons. When were they born? Before the famine. That Osnas was the mother of them. We know Osnas was his wife. It says that a few Pesukim earlier. What are all these words? So the Gemara and Tanis, Talmud Bavli and Tanis, picks up on the words, the four words, Beterem Tavosh Nasarav. And it says, Am Rabbi Yudamarav. Well, earlier the Gemara talks about a general principle that it's important to have empathy with people who are suffering. Even if you're not suffering, it's, uh, it's very important to feel their pain and not to indulge when other people are suffering. It says anyone who's maravatno b'shnei ra'ava and anyone who starves himself, even though he has food, but he starves himself and other people are starving, to empathize with them, Hashem will save him from unusual death, a reward, b'schar, in reward, shemaravatno b'shnei ra'ava and then the Gemara says, Amoresh Lakish, on our Pasuk, a person is forbidden to engage in marital intimacy during years of famine. The Gemara understands, Yosef's children were born before the famine began, not after the famine began. After the famine began, Yosef apparently separated from his wife. He did not continue to engage in marital intimacy. He had no children born during the famine because of that. And the reason is because it is forbidden, Oster the Gemara says, it is forbidden for a person to engage in marital intimacy during years of famine. <coughs> the Gemara goes on. The Gemara says, carves out one major exception, Tana chasuche banim, those without children, they are permitted to engage in marital intimacy during years of famine because it's important to have children. So the Akronim have a number of questions here. One of the most acute is that this whole thing seems circular. We're saying Yosef had his children before the famine began, implying that had the famine already began, he could not have had those children. But had he not had those children, then he would have been he would have been without children. It would have been permitted for him to be with Asnas. So whenever he had his children, they were fine. If he had them before, then he had to stop during the famine. If he had them during the famine, that would have been fine too, because he would have been chesuchei banim. Somehow, yeah, so one way to understand is that even though, even though the fact that he had his first two children, <coughs> that those could have been born any time, but the implication is that he, maybe, maybe the Gemara understands that, the, that he stopped being with his wife. He didn't have more children after the, fam- after the famine began. Maybe. But the maybe, but Samacharim asked this question. But uh, but 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 yeah, the the, the question is that the that, that the pasuk says that the that the again it says these two sons were born before the famine. These two sons could have been born any time. It happened to be they were born before the famine. Maybe they, the suggestion is maybe the Gemara means to say that because he had these two sons before the famine, he didn't he didn't continue to have any more children during the famine. Okay. We, we, we can go back and forth on this point. But this is what the Gemara says. On the one hand, there's an usser, it says, for a person to have children 
at a time of famine, uh, for a person to engage in intimacy, which is usually what produces children at a time of famine. However, it is mutter if a person is chasuche bana. This question came up, this question comes up during the current situation in which Klal Yisrael finds itself. People in Eretz Yisrael are in a terrible situation of distress. The question is, is there a prohibition, is there a recommendation even, that people should refrain from engaging in marital intimacy out of empathy with our brothers and sisters in Eretz Yisrael who are suffering? We'll return to this question all the way at the end. So so, 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 so the question is, is there, is there a difference between people in Eretz Yisrael where the problem actually is, the, or maybe in Gaza, the, or in Eretz Yisrael, or in the Middle East anywhere, or in the whole world, wherever Jews find themselves? That's a good question, and we'll touch on that as we go. Uh, a few weeks ago in the magazine Mishpacha, there were, there were letters to the editor back and forth, not about this question directly, marital intimacy is not something they really uh, talk about in the, in the pages of these polite publications, but they, uh, but some people said that they were doing things like they were, at, they, they were taking less sugar in their coffee or tea, and they were not having parties, in, in, in our communities as well, very, various parties have been cancelled or toned down, people are doing various things, people are not listening to music and so on, people are doing various things to, to show, you know, to, to, to experience suffering, to, to show some empathy with our brothers and sisters in distress in Eretz Yisrael. So in Mishpacha, there, there, was some, there was a letter to the editor where someone wrote that he or she was doing that. Someone else wrote a letter back saying, um, that's not a Jewish attitude, the, you're not going to help them by, 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 uh, by, by, by abstaining from things yourself, you're in no way helping them, you should do all the things you need to do to stay emotionally and healthy, and just do it, L'shem Shemayim, and say brachas with kavana, and so on. Other people wrote back, what do you mean? That is a Jewish attitude. I, I don't remember if they brought this Gemara or other sources. That there is a Jewish attitude to deprive yourself of things when other people are suffering in order to feel their pain. Even, even if you yourself are not suffering, but your brothers and sisters are. So that, that, and, and that definitely is correct. That definitely is the Jewish attitude. There definitely is a, uh, a Torah value to abstain from things that bring you joy and pleasure <coughs> at a time when others are suffering. In our share tonight, we're going to focus on this particular Gemara, this particular halacha, that marital intimacy in particular is forbidden. We'll discuss what some of the commentators and halakha authorities have said about it, and then we'll circle back and, and, and consider briefly what some posts can have said about applying this to the current situation. So the achronim, so the Gemara goes on, the Gemara brings other expressions of this idea that a person should empathize with the tzibur, <laughs> it says that when Yisrael is shrewd b'tzar, one of them separates himself and avoids uh, suffering with the rest of them. Two malachi asharis who accompany people, they put their hands on his head and they say, this person was parishman at Zibur, he didn't experience their distress, he will not experience their consolation either. Doesn't sound like a good uh, destiny. Yimar goes on, Tanya Idach, when the Tzibur is shari b'tzar, when, when the community is suffering, a person shouldn't say, I'll, I'll, in my house everything is fine. I'm fine, I'll eat, I'll drink, everything is fine for me. A person should not do that. In most of someone who does do that, Oliver Kasiv Omer, brings Psukim, that's a terrible thing, that uh, this sin shall not be forgiven to you until you die. It's a terrible thing to, to fail to have uh, empathy with the Tzibur. Brings, uh, brings another precedent for this. It says, 
Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu deliberately accepted upon himself discomfort and suffering to empathize, empathize with the Tzibur. And the Pash B'Shalach, the Jews were, were battling Amalek. <coughs> Moshe, Moshe stood up to inspire them, and it says, Moshe, Videh, Moshe, Kvedim, Moshe's hands were heavy. So they took a stone, and, he sat, and they, they, they gave him a stone, and he sat down on a stone. Didn't they have something for Moshe, a blanket, a pillow, something a little more comfortable to sit on? On Tisha B'Av, we all find things to sit on. We all find our chairs and our blankets and our mats and our pillows. Didn't they have something like that for Moshe? Moshe said, Beach chair, right. Moshe said, right, exactly. Yisrael, Shri, and Bitsar, the Jews are suffering. The Jews are engaged in battle. I'm, I'm not fighting. I'm, 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 the, I'm the leader. I'm safe on this hill. But I have to, I have to experience Tsar with the Tzibur. Anyone who's Mitzar, Atzim, Matzibur, Zohar, Verab, and Achamas Tzibur. One source the Gemara does not bring for all this is actually appears in other sources, in the Midrash and in the Talmud Yushalmi. And that we had about eight weeks ago in Parshas Noach. Rashi brings us in Parshas Noach that the, the Yushalmi and the, and, and the Midrash is Medayik from the Psukim. When they went into the Teva, it says, it says, uh, when they went into the Teva, it says, Uba Soil HaTeva, Hashem said, you shall enter, you shall, you shall enter the Teva, Ata Uvanecha, you and your sons, the men. Other side of the Mechitza, Ve'ishtecho Shnei Vanecha Ita. You and your sons, your wives and, their, and your sons' wives, two separate groups, men on one side, women on the other side. That's because marital intimacy was forbidden while they were in the Teva. When they left the Teva, the prohibition on marital intimacy was lifted. Same in Teva, Ata Ve'ishtecho, you and your wife together. Vanecho Neshe Vanecha Ita. And your sons and your sons' wives. Again, spouses are back together again. The, 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 the prohibition of marital intimacy only applied during the Teva. It was permitted once they left the Teva. Right, okay, got it. Right. And then the, the Yushalmi goes on and it says, it brings the, it brings the Pasuk in Arpashel, the Yosef Yulad Shnei Vanim, Amosai, when were the sons born? Only Beterem Tavosh Nasarav. No sons were born, they were not born, no other sons were born after the famine began. Because of this, uh, because of this idea, again, same idea apparently, that a person shouldn't be with his wife at a time of tzara, at a time of tzara. The, then, then it brings a similar thing. The Bavli said that chasuche banim, those without children, uh, are permitted. Those who are desirous of children, Agmar says chasuche banim, te'eve banim, are permitted. Amr Rabbi Yossi, the Yushalmi adds one line that we don't have in our Gemara. Amr Rabbi Yossi, we don't even have a parallel to this line, except for the day of her tefillah. We know in other places in Halacha, the day of the tefillah is a particular mitzvah for a couple to engage in marital intimacy. So the day of the tefillah is, is an exception. The Beis Yosef is not 100%, Akronim are not 100% sure. Does this mean and? Only if you're chasuche banim, te'eve banim, you don't have children, and it's the day of the tefillah, only if both together are true? That's a big chumrah, that the only time this is mutter is if both conditions are met, a person doesn't have yet have children, and it's the night of the tefillah, or is it either or? Chasuche banim, te'eve banim, people who need children are always mutter, and in addition to that, even independent of children, the, the, the leil tefillah is a separate hatter. As I said, we find often in, 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 in the laws of Nida and other areas in Halacha, there's a special mitzvah, the, the night of tefillah, even independent of any question of fertility. 
So Beis Yosef raises this question. He says the, the language of the Yushalmi seems to imply that you need both conditions in serial. You have to have both conditions. Only chasuche banim, and even those are only belal tefila. That doesn't make sense. Beis Yosef says teve banim. It's mutter. It's always mutter. Whatever they need to do to have children, and there's no limits to that. It must be it's a separate condition. The, fa- the fact that it's usur, the fact that you shouldn't do it when you're not chasuche banim, even there belal tefila is a heter. And based on that, the Shulchan Aruch actually rules like that. The Shulchan Aruch brings this halacha about Asr L'Shamesh, B'Shnas Ravon. The Shulchan Aruch brings this in two places in Aruchayim, in Simon Reish Mem and Simon Tav Kavayin Dalad. Initially, the Shulchan Aruch says, Mitzvah L'Haravad Amatim B'Shnas Ravon, the other din of the Gemara, that it's a mitzvah for a person to starve himself, even if he has food, to experience the pain of hunger that his brethren and sisters are experiencing. And also, in the same vein, it's also permitted to engage in marital intimacy in order to, to experience empathy and privation along with those who are suffering. Beis Yosef says, except for Leil Tvila, which is one hetter, so the Shulchan Aruch follows what he says in the Beis Yosef, that there are two separate heterim. Leil Tvila is a heter by itself, independent of any fertility question. And those who still need children, are always mutter. That's how the Shulchan Aruch passes. Magen Avram disagrees. The Magen Avram says that he doesn't think the language of the Yushalmi indicates this way, and he has other questions on this. So he says the Ikar Pshat is that, even, that both together, even Chasuchei Banim is only Mutter the night of the Tefillah. Now, we don't actually pass like that, he says, because this Machlokas in the Gemara, whether a woman can, when, a, when, when in a woman's Nida and Tefillah cycle, when she can become pregnant. There is an opinion in the Gemara, she can only become pregnant. Uh, around the time of the uh, uh, that she can only become pregnant around the time of the tefillah, that is not usually the case. Usually, the case the ovulation is usually after the tefillah. The tefillah can be two weeks after the tefillah is typically about two weeks after a woman first gets her period, and usually she won't ovulate a little bit after that. But you know, it depends. And, and but uh, there is such an opinion in the Gemara. We actually don't pass like that. The Magen Avram says that the that's why the Bavli doesn't mention this condition of of, of tefillah because because the Bavli says no that 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 the, the that that the we don't pass in like that opinion. We pass in that the fertility is independent of the leil tefillah. But they all agree that they all agree that for, like the Beis said, fertility is a hetter. The only question is is a woman fertile around leil tefillah or other times of the month. But the, there's no separate hetter of leil tefillah. Leil tefillah is only a, a detail in the rules of fertility. Lahalacha l'maisim, the Magen disagrees with the Beis Yosef. The Beis Yosef says, that besides the hetter for fertility, for chasuchei banim, there's also a hetter for leil tefillah. Magen says there is no hetter. He says, kol don't bring this hetter of leil tefillah, except the Beis Yosef. So this is a, this is a major machlok zachronim, whether the, there's one hetter that's clear that everyone agrees to, the hetter of chasuchei banim, a person has no children, that is definitely a hetter to engage in marital intimacy in order to have children. There's Machlokas, the Beis says, that the way he understands Yerushalmi, there's a second hetter. Leil Tvila is a hetter independent of fertility. And the Magad Avram disagrees. Magad Avram says the only hetter is fertility, Leil Tvila. In, in, in our halakha, Leil Tvila is not a separate hetter. Now, the Rishonim and Achronim raise certain difficulties with this Gemara, this, this, this ostensible prohibition on marital intimacy at a time of famine. And the way they deal with, this, the way they deal with these questions yields some important chedushim, some important halachic, halachic uh, qualifications of the dinner of the Gemara. The, the most fundamental, one of the most fundamental comments is that of Tosis. 
Tosis asks a question which many other Rishonim Acharim deal with. From another Gemara, we've discussed this Gemara in the past. The Gemara says Yocheved was born as the Jews, Yaakov's family, entered Mitzrayim. The, the Gemara says this in response to a famous question, a famous question reading the, right, reading the, the biblical text. It's what, what, in, in next week's parasha, Parashas Vayigash, when it describes the Yaakov's family going down to Mitzrayim, so it enumerates all the members of Yaakov's family. It says, he had Leah, with Leah, he had this, there were this many members of the family, with Rachel, with Bilhah, with Zilpah, and it, it tallies them all up, and, and then it says that there were 70 total. And, and the problem is, if you actually count the, individual, the individuals who are listed, there are only 69. And the question is not just from the number 70, the question is from the, the, the subtotals of, of Yaakov's four wives, Rachel, Leah, Bilah, Zilpah, the tally of Leah is off by one as well. It says 33, there are actually only 32. That's why the, the rush, the, the rush in Psachim gives an answer to this question by saying the Torah is rounding to 70. It's not exactly 70, just like it says there are 50 days of Sphira, there are only 49 days of Sphira. It's rounding to the nearest, to the to close to 10. The problem is that explains 70, doesn't explain 33. Okay. But the, you, have the, you have this dual question, 30, 33 is off by one, 70 is off by one, so the Bavli, the Midrash, gives a famous answer. It says, number 70 was Yocheved. Yocheved was born as they entered Mitzrayim. Initially in Parshat Feigash, when it lists the members of Yaakov's family, it lists them as they set off on the journey. There were 69. It says, Kal Nefesh, Haba Mitzrayim, when they entered Mitzrayim, the total was 70, because Yocheved was born under the wire at the very last minute. Says the, says Tosus, say a bunch of the Mepharshim over here, wait a second. What was the chronology here? When, when, when Paro had his dreams in the, in, the, in, in the beginning of this week's parsha, Yosef said the dreams mean there'll be seven years of plenty and then seven years of famine. When the, when, when, when the whole story in the, in, in, in the second half of this parsha of the brothers going down to Mitzrayim and returning and then Yaakov going down to Mitzrayim in, uh, in, 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 the, in Miketz and Vayigash, all that happened in the, after two years of the famine had already elapsed. It says that the, he owed Chameshanim uh, to the famine, Yosef said later. All that happened two years into the famine. So if Yocheved was born when they went down to Mitzrayim, which was, and, and after Yaakov met Paro, Yosef told, told Yaakov, I think, that there, that there are two more years, that there are five more years to the famine, there was one midrash the famine actually stopped when Yaakov came down, but, but according to the schedule of the famine, it was two years in, five years left. And Yocheved was born when they entered Mitzrayim. That means she must have been conceived seven, nine months earlier, during the famine. So how could... Uh, so how, can you, how, so how could Levi do that? If Yosef couldn't be with his wife because of then how could Levi be with his wife? That's the kasha Tosus and many others ask. Tosa says, it's not strictly Osir. It's a Midas Hasidus. It's a, it's a pious mode of conduct. It's not strictly Osir. Yosef adopted this pious conduct. Other, other, other people did not. Levi did not. That's what Tosa says. Now, a simple reading of Tosa seems to be that, that even someone who had no children, who the Gemara says Osir, Usr is lavdafka. It doesn't really mean usr. Usr means usr means that the even someone who, that that the I'm, I'm sorry that someone who had no children is totally mutter. Even someone who had children like Yosef who had children already 
Like Levi. Levi had three sons. He had Gershon, Kras, and Merari. Even someone who had children is, is uh, who's all, with the Gemara says, Oster, it's still only a Midas Hasidus. So the simple reading of Tosus is, if you don't have children, it's totally mutter. There's no winning at all to refrain. If you do have children, then it's a Midas Hasidus. That's the simple reading of Tosus. Yeah, we'll get to daughters in a second. That's a simple reading of Tosus. There is, there is an alternate reading. <laughs> there is an alternate reading. A number of Akronim assume that the, when we say a person who has no children, what do we mean he has, he's chasuche banim, he's te'eve banim, what does that mean? Many Akronim assume that in early Akronim, later Akronim assume that it means he doesn't yet have enough children to have fulfilled the mitzvah of pru revu, being fruitful and multiply. First mitzvah in the Torah. How many children do you have to have for that? We follow the opinion of Basilel that you have to have one son and one daughter. So two sons, we pass is not enough. You can have five sons, seven sons. I know people like that. It's still not enough. You still have to uh, have a daughter. You're not Yotzi the mitzvah until you have a daughter. You can have one son and one daughter and you fulfill the mitzvah. So someone who has one or more children, one son, two sons, one daughter, two daughters, but not one of each. He has not yet fulfilled the mitzvah, period of Arivia. Is such a person called Chasuche Banim or not? Many Akronim say yes. Many Akronim say, until you fulfill the mitzvah, Pru Revu, you're, not, you're still called Chasuche Banim. And therefore, the... And therefore... And, 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 and what, right, so that, that, that's one opinion. Others disagree. The Taz, the Taz disagrees. The Taz says that as soon as a person has one son, he's already not called Chasuche Banim. What the, a person who has no children is called Chasuche Banim because he's in great tsar, he's completely infertile, he has no children at all. Once he has even one child, even though he hasn't fulfilled the mitzvah, we don't call him Chasuche Banim. The Rashash mentioned such an idea as well. So that's a machlokas. Many of the early acronyms say that you're called Chasuche Banim until you have, have Pru Revu children, which is at least one of each. And the Taz and others suggest that, it's, uh, that as long as you have any children, you're not Chasuche Banim. Now Yosef, Yosef had two sons but he didn't yet have a daughter. Levi had three sons. We don't know if he had a daughter. It doesn't record that he had a daughter. The Hurm debate whether, we can, whether it's reasonable to postulate that he had a daughter or not. Levi had three sons. doesn't say he had any daughters. Sounds like he didn't, or it would have uh, recorded it, both Levi and, uh, and Yosef. Therefore, some Akronim actually learned Tosis like that. The Bach and the Marsha, and the, the Bach and the Marsha learned this way. They, they, learn, they learn that the that what, what, what Tosis means, what Tosis means when he says that the, what Tosis means when he says that the, that it's a midas chasidus, he means someone who, someone who has sons, who's not chasuche banim, like Yosef, who had, he had a son, he had sons, even if he didn't have a daughter, but he had sons, like Levi, who had Gershon Kras even though he didn't have any daughters, they're not called chasuche banim. They're the ones the Gemara said would have been Asr. Meaning, before we were saying that when it says that Yosef's children were B'terem Tavo, B'terem Tavo is that his first children, Gufa, couldn't have been born during the Rav because it's Asr, or, 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 or even, even that, or, that, in other words, we asked why. We asked, but his first sons, he's Chasuche Banim. So these Akhradim understand, the Bach, the Marsha, the Al that no, his first sons, of course, could have been born during the Rav. The, the, the point is, he stopped, he stopped during the Rav, He's stopping with his wife during the rub, even though he was still chasuche banim because he hadn't had a daughter yet. That's the midas chasidus. Tosfos says that the, the midas chasidus. What Yosef did is that, is that he stopped. He separated from his wife because since he had at least one son, he wasn't chasuche banim. 
the, that's where the Gemara says, Osir and Tosus, it's not really Osir, it's Midas Hasidus, and that's what Yosef was doing. So the way, the way these Akronim understand Tosus, if it's never actually Osir, it's, uh, it's never actually Osir. If a person is Chasuche Banim, if, 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 if he has no children, I'm sorry, I said it backwards. The, I said it backwards. The, the, these Akronim are learning that Yosef was still considered Chasuche Banim. Because he didn't have daughters, he was still Chasuche Banim. And still it was Mutter, and still it was Mutter Mikra Adin, and it was only Midas Chasidus. Yosef separated from his wife, even though he was Chasuche Banim. That's because it was Midas Chasidus to do that, to separate, to separate, um, to separate, to separate, even when you're, to separate even when you're, even when you're Chasuche Banim. But if you're, if, if you, if you have children, if you have one of each, then it's Asr Mikra Adin. When the Gemara says Asr, Osir means kipshuto. It is absolutely osir. For a person who has at least one son and one daughter, it's absolutely osir. When Tosis says midas chasidus, he meant for people like Levi, the father of Yocheved, and Yosef, who, who, uh, who, who were chasuche banim because they only had sons and not daughters, for them it was still a midas chasidus. So this is a big chumrah. But even though Tosis says midas chasidus, that just means for people who don't have children, who have no children, or who don't have daughters, or don't have sons, for those people, it, it's mutter mikra din, Chasuche banim is mutter, but it's still a midas chasidus. That's talking about son or not daughter. Presumably, even if they have no children, to me it would be midas chasidus to refrain. So that's how they learn. These are kernel machmer, the bach, the mashah, the yaraba. It's an iser gummer for someone who has. It's an iser gummer for someone who does have children. Someone who does not have children or only has one, only has children of one gender. For him, it's mutter mikra din, but still it is. But still it is a midas chasidus for him. It's a midas chasidus for him to, for, for, for him to abstain. The Taz learns differently. The Taz understands that Yosef was not called Chasuche Banim. Well, as we said before, once you have at least one child, you're not Chasuche Banim. And that's where the Gemara says Oster. And that's where the Gemara means Midas Chasidus. That the, that, that, that's where Toshus thinks the Gemara means Midas Chasidus. That, the, that, that even someone who's not Chasuche Banim, that even someone who's not considered Chasuche Banim, he has at least one child. That's where the Gemara said Asr, and that's what Tosa said is merely a Midas Chasidus. But the, the Taz himself says, the, ta, the, ta, the, Taz, the Taz himself says, the Taz, the Taz explains Tosa's this way. He says that the, that the, that, that, that the Iker is like Tosa's, that the well, the Taz says a little differently. The, 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 the Taz says that, he brings another base Yosef, that before Matan Torah, this, this halacha did not strictly apply. Yosef was not called Chasuche Banim because having even one son, having even one son makes you not Chasuche Banim. So, Bismanazeh, that would be Osir, Meikra, Din. When Tosha says it was Midas Chasidus, that's because it was before Matan Torah. Like, that's a pshat the base Yosef brings. Before Matan Torah, this halacha didn't really apply. But Yosef did it anyway because of Midas Chasidus. But the Taz's opinion is that having even one child, that having the Taz's opinion is that having one child already makes you nachasuchi banim, and it is osir mikra din. Only before Matan Torah wasn't mutter, and that's what Taz is midas chasidus. But if a person has even one child, it is if a person has even one child, it is osir mikra din. On the other hand, if a person has if a person has uh, no children, if a person really is chasuchi banim. Then it's not even a midas chasidus to abstain because it's a great mitzvah, peri verivia. Even though peri verivia applies even after even after one child, but after one child, you're not called chasuche banim, and it is osir mikra din after matan Torah. And the 
that the that 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 so, so according to all these acronym, even a tosis midas chasidus, we should we should not take that at face value. According to the first approach to tosis, midas chasidus is for someone midas chasidus is for someone who is chesuche banim who hasn't had hasn't yet been mekayim pruruvu, but someone who has someone who has at least one of each is asher mikradin. Similarly, according to the taz, midas chasidus is only before matan torah, after matan torah, someone who is. Someone who is not chesuke banim, which means he has even one child, is asr mikra din. So a person who has at least one child, one of each, according to the Taz, even a person who has only one child, is, is, is not called chesuke banim. For him, it is asr mikra din. Tosus' midas chesidus does not apply, does not apply, according, according to this approach. Tosus' midas chesidus is only for someone who is chesuke banim. And that's, and that's you know, certainly the Shulchan Aruch and other poskim who don't say anything about midas chesidus. They just say it's asr. Certainly the pashtas of the poskim, of many poskim, is this iser is meikra din meikra din? It is asr for someone who is not chasuche banim to have uh, to, to be with his wife. Again, we mentioned that the Beis Yosef brings a different hetter of leil trila. Magen Avram disagrees with that with that hetter. As we mentioned, the Rishonim and Achronim spend a lot of time dealing with various questions. The question from Yocheved, the question from uh, another question they ask is from Yitzchak. It says back in Parashas Toldos. It says there was a famine in Eretz Canaan. It, sa- it says Yitzchak left. Hashem told him, don't go to, don't go to Mitzrayim. Alter in Mitzrayim. Stay here. He went to Eretz Plishtim. He told Avimelech uh, that, that Rivka was his sister. And then it says, uh, after a while, it says Avimelech looked out the window. He was engaging in some kind of uh, joyous behavior with her. And the Gemara, under, uh, the Gemara understands that that was, in, he was engaging in marital intimacy with her. How could he do that? There was a famine going on. So there, the, the, that, that what happened to this rule that a person can't engage in marital intimacy at a time of famine? So, the, so they, ask, they ask that question as well. They ask that question as well. And the, they ask, they, they ask that they that that that, that, they, that 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 they ask that question as well. So the 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 Gerari, the Maral says an interesting distinction, interesting chiluk. He says that the that at that that at that, 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 that at the time at, at at the time of the famine of Yosef, the famine had a fixed term. It was it was it was they knew they were scheduled. They knew how long it was going to last. It was, that 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 it that it was going to last for seven years. So in such a case. It was usher because they can just wait. They can wait. Uh, they can wait uh, again. At least in the case where, like someone like Yosef, who was considered chasuche banim, if you say he didn't have a daughter and he was still considered chasuche banim, so so see, Yosef still waited till the end of the famine. However, in the case of Yitzchak and Rivka, he didn't know how long the famine was going to last. To wait indefinitely, that that's uh, that that that's different. At least in the case of chasuche banim. At least, again, Yitzhak had, Yitzhak had uh, Yaakov and Esau, but didn't, he didn't have any daughters. At least in that kind of case, that, 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 that you are, you're still considered chasuche banu. If you didn't have a daughter, you're not expected to wait indefinitely. So Yosef did, because, of, because, of, because there, there, was a, there was an end to the famine scheduled. It was on the horizon. The... What? Right nowadays, it's rare that we have a case where the tsara is uh, has an end. We know the tsara is going to end soon. It's, it's it's not that common. 
So again, the, the, the Gerari, I think, is talking about a case of people who are chasuche banim, who are pe- people who are, don't have children, but anyway might want to wait for me to chasidus or something like that. So they, they would wait if there's a time on the horizon. But 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 but, but in the case of someone who has children, it's Asr, Mikra, Din, maybe. I don't think it matters if there's a time schedule on the horizon or not. It's Asr anyway. The, the Lavush, another distinction, and this is what, uh, this is what Howie raised before, the, the Lavush distinguishes between between where the, where the, between, I think it's the Lavosh, let me just check, it's the, it, that, some Akram discuss, discuss where the, where, I'm sorry, the, the Mizrahi, the, the Mizrahi and his, his super commentary to Rashi has, uh, has a lengthy discussion also of all these points, of Yecheved and, 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 and Yecheved being born Ben Achamos, and Yitzchak and Rivka, and uh, the, regarding the question from Yitzchak, the question Tosis asked from, from Yitzchak, uh, I'm sorry, the Tosis asked from Yocheved, the other question of Yitzchak and, and Rivka, so he says, he says the distinction how we made before, he says there, where was the famine? Eretz Canaan. He says, Yitzchak had gone to, had emigrated to Eretz Plishtim. Eretz Plishtim, it was okay there. Eretz Plishtim was fine. So therefore, Yitzchak did not feel bound by the Salacha because he was in a place where people were people were, were okay, the Menucha. But Yosef, in Mitzrayim itself, he says, was famine. Even though it says that there was famine, it says, it says in the Pasuk, but Taylor Eretz Mitzrayim, the Eretz Canaan, play a rub. This week's Pasha, or this week's Pasha, or, or next week's Pasha, I think next week's Pasha, it says, mm-hmm. they had nothing left. Even though it says, that there was famine everywhere else, but in Mitzrayim they had bread. That means Yosef's warehouses had bread. But for the common people, they were experiencing famine. They had to go beg Yosef to give them bread. So that the common man in Egypt was in distress. Therefore, Yosef was bound by the, therefore Yosef was bound by the, by this halacha. That's what the Gemara says, but Terem Tavosh Nasarov. However, Yitzchak and Rivka, they were in Eretz Plishtim. Eretz Plishtim was, was, was seemed to be doing okay. Famine, that's why he went there, because apparently the famine was, was, was not a problem there. Therefore, it was, this halacha did not apply to him. So apparently, again, the, I don't know how far away you have to be, how, how, how different, different city, state, province, country, continent, but Plishtim and Eretz Yisrael is not that far away. But, but even there, from there to there, apparently, that was far enough that going to the Mizrahi, Yitzchak did not have to observe this halacha. It's interesting to note that this approach of the Mizrahi, he's contrasting Yitzchak vis-a-vis the people in Eretz Plishtim, and Yosef vis-a-vis the people in Eretz Mitzrayim. They seem, he seems to be assuming that the concern is even for non-Jews. So the, people, the people who were starving in Mitzrayim were non-Jews. The people who were happy in Plishtim were, 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 were non-Jews. Mizrahi seems to think that the concern is for the non-Jews, local non-Jews. The Ran, back, back centuries earlier, the Ran in, in, in his Pirish to Masechus Tanis, seems to assume that we're worried about Jews. We're worried about one's fellow Jews because he also asked the question from Yocheved, why was why why did Levi not abstain from marital intimacy the way Yosef did? So he says, because Yosef, he says, he didn't know that his family was doing okay. Yeah, as far as he knew, his family was suffering from the famine, so he abstained, not because of Mitzrayim, but because he didn't know what his family was up to. But on the other hand, his family knew that Yosef was doing fine. They knew that Yosef was okay. Others challenge it. Others say, why do you think Yosef, the, uh, why, why would you think that, yeah, the Beit says, why do you think they, they, they knew Yosef was doing okay? They sold him into slavery. For, for all they knew, he was dead or a slave somewhere. So why would you think that they thought he was okay? And before they met him, before he identified himself to them, the Yechavah would have been conceived months before this happened. 
So why do why would you assume unless you say the whole thing after they, he revealed himself, they spent nine more months before they went down to Mitzrayim? But uh, assuming that that happened more or less right away, before then, before Yosef revealed himself to them, why on earth would they have thought that Yosef was doing fine? Maybe if they thought he was dead, they didn't have to worry about him. But uh, but um, the, the the language of the Ran is. He says, the Yardim Mitzrayim, they said, the Yardim Mitzrayim, Yodin Hayu Ba'atzman Shein they knew that they were okay. And Yosef Nami, Yodin Hayu Ba'osha Yashari Barevo, they knew he was doing okay. So they said, what do you mean they knew he was doing okay? They knew he was doing okay once he, once he revealed himself. They didn't know he was doing okay when Levi was conceived. And they thought, maybe they thought he was dead, but they said, maybe they mean, Shari Barevach means in Shemayim, maybe they thought he was doing okay in Shemayim, it doesn't sound like that, but uh, okay. Anyway, so according to the Ran, on the one hand, he says that they, we are worried about different countries, that Yosef is worried about his family back in Eretz Canaan. On the other hand, we're worried about Jews and not non-Jews. So according to the, according to the Mizrahi, we worry about the local people in, in, in your country, whether they're Jews or non-Jews, and we don't worry about the people in other countries. People in other countries, according to the Ran, we worry about your fellow Jews, whether they're in your country or not, and we don't worry about the local, we don't, we don't worry about the non-Jews, whether they're foreigners or local. Okay, so there are different interpretations to different interpretations to exactly which people were supposed to, you know, a very important, philosophically, a very important question, particularism versus universalism, a very important question, how, how wide we have to, uh, how, wide, how, how wide our sympathy is supposed to extend. Okay, I'll call upon him. As we mentioned also, the Beis Yosef also suggests that, that the whole thing in Yosef's time was the Midas Hasidus, that's why Yosef wasn't worried, even if he was Chesuch that that, 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 that's why, even if, that, that's why, Beis Yosef says that the entire thing in the time of, in the time of the Shvatim was only a Midas Hasidus. The way he puts it is, there was no Isser, when the Mara brings from Yosef, it was just an Asmachta. Tede, he says, because he asked the Kasha we started with, he says, that before he had his children, it would have been Mutter, that, 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 that it would have been mutter even afterwards. So, so, so what, what does the term mean? He, he had his children dafka before. Again, we suggested it means that's why he didn't have more children during the famine, but the Beis Yosef understands the Gemara to be saying that these children had to have been born before the famine, otherwise they couldn't have been born at all. That, that's certainly not true, he says. Al-Karkha, the whole Gemara is a Midas Hasidus, which is what the Gemara is just used, making it a smat, Al-Karkha, that the, Al-Karkha, that the Kodumat and Torah, I'm sorry, not Midas Hasidus, he Asmachta. The Beis Yosef says that the whole thing is an Asmachta. It's not a real drush at all. The Gemara is just Hanging this, hanging this idea on the psukim, but it is that that the Gemara is just hanging this on the psukim. The psukim, of course, cannot be interpreted to mean this. The Gemara is telling you it's a din that applied after Matan Torah, but it's not. It's not actually. It's not actually a, a halacha in which the shvatim were, in which it's not actually a halacha in in, in which in, in, in which the shvatim were engaged. Now there's. Now there's. Uh, there's another point. Right, the, 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 the Tazmi said it goes like Tosis, that it was Midas Hasidus, but he also said it's just an Asmachta, it's not, it's not a thing at all. Now there's another point, al brings a very important Machlokas, whether this applies, the Gemara is talking about a case of famine, whether this applies only to a case of famine, or it applies to other types of tragedy, wars and so on in the world. Bavli only says famine. Shulchan Aruch only brings famine. Yushalmi, however, implies that it applies to other types of tragedies as well. Yushalmi is not entirely clear. As we said, the Yushalmi talks about Noach. That, was, that wasn't a question of famine. That was a question of flooding. The Yushalmi initially talks about Noach. Then it brings the Pasuk... Oh, I'm sorry? Yeah, so that, we'll get to that in a moment. Uh, the, 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 the deluge itself might have caused a limited food supply, like a famine, and we'll, we'll, get, we'll return to that in a moment. So first, the Yushalmi talks about the Mabel. 
Then it says, it brings the Pasuk in Eov, it says, when, when there are situations of want and famine, then Galmud, a person should be alone, a person should make his wife alone, he should separate from his wife. And then it brings the drasha of Yosef Yulad Shnevanim, it brings the drasha of, uh, of, brings the drasha of Yosef, of Yosef separating from his, from his wife. So, again, that was the language of the, of the I was reading the Brashish Rabbah, and there's also the language of the Yushalmi, that, uh, Similar language in the Yushalmi. So the, 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 the Ramah infers from the Yushalmi that this applies to other types of calamity besides famine as well. Again, maybe the Raya is from the Mabel. Maybe it's from the Pasukin Eov that it says, Chesarin uh, Bala'olam, even though, again, that could be a Chesarin of also a famine, similar to famine. El Yerabah brings the Machlokas. El Yerabah, I didn't look up, I did not have a chance to look up all his sources, but El Yerabah says that, that when the Ramah says it applies to other Tsaras as well, the Shlah understands. Other tsaras entirely. Beishmuel seems to understand like that. He says, however, in the Sharik Nesegdala, in the Sharik Nesegdala, he says it only refers to tsaros that are like famine, like other types of blights and, and, and problems, problems with the crops, Yerakon, Chidafon, problems with Mizonis, but shar tsaros like plague and epidemics, COVID, and Nencherev and wars and sword then there's no prohibition. Why, I'm not sure. Why, why, is, why is the problem of famine so much more severe than the others? I'm not sure. And also, as Howie's pointing out, usually these things go together. In the Mabel, you know, Noach brought in food, but there probably wasn't as, you know, there weren't kosher restaurants around every corner. There wasn't as much food and as tasty food probably as people wanted. Certainly in cases of war, war always uh, disrupts food supplies. There's always famine and, and, and starvation in times of war. So I'm not sure exactly what Tal Yerava means when he says that there are cases of war where there's no famine. Okay, the cases of war where there's no famine. Just like now in Eretz Yisrael, the people are being shelled and rockets and attacks, but food exists. People are not starving. Whoever's alive has food. So the, okay. So Tal Yerava brings him a cloakus about this, about whether, about whether in times of, about, 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 Tal brings him a cloakus about this, about, about whether in times of calamity that's not famine, whether the prohibition applies. Furthermore, he says, the Knesset Zola is inclined to follow Tosfus that, uh, that says that, says that it's all, the whole thing is only Midas Hasidus, even in times of famine. The, the Al-Yarabba says that that's not the Pashab Shad of the Lashon Asir, and the Ikrab Shad and Tosfus, like we said before, that the Midas Hasidus is for someone who is, who is Chesuchei Banim, someone, but someone who's not Chesuchei Banim is Asir Mikra Din. But I'll call upon him, the Al-Yarabba brings some opinions that, that, that it only applies to famine, not to other types of calamity. So just getting back briefly to what we started with, does this prohibition, this midas hasidus, does this whole issue apply to the, the current situation in, uh, in Eretz Yisrael? So first we have to ask ourselves, even if it does, does this apply to us in Chutzlart? Obviously we, we all, to a greater or lesser extent, feel some empathy and some, uh, we feel some connection to our brothers in Eretz Yisrael, but it's not the same as if we live there. So again, we, 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 we mentioned the Mizrahi who says that, that it all depends on the local people. Like Yitzhak wasn't worried because locally people were okay. Yosef, Yosef was worried because locally people were not okay. So perhaps if you live in Eretz Yisrael, this might apply. If you live in Chutzlar, it's going to that approach. It would not apply. On the other hand, we saw, we saw the Ran. The, 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 the Ran said that the, Yosef was worried about his brothers back in Eretz Canaan, so that maybe it would apply even if they're in a different country. Okay, so that's one issue. Then we have the issue of the Al-Yarabba. The Al-Yarabba said, bring some postkim who say that the, that the Isra only applies uh, during famine, not during other types of tsaras, like war. This is exactly what we're talking about here. This is war. 
They asked Rav Asher Weiss this. They asked Rav Asher in, in a Q&A about the halachas of war shortly after the, the, the massacre and the war began. They asked Rav Asher Weiss whether this qualifies as an ace tzara that, uh, that, uh, that people should have to separate from their wives. So we said, we have tosis, that, that, that it's only midas chasidus, and, and the Gemara only says, bishnas ravon, and the and chasuchei banim is certainly mutter, and leil tvila, when there's a mitzvah, he assumes is mutter, not like the Magen Avram. He has all these different stones in Mekel. So he says, if there's a need or a mitzvah, certainly if it's for fertility, if there's any mitzvah involved, then certainly he says, you know, certainly it's, it's, it's mutter. If not, he says, there is there is basis to be to, there is there, there is there is basis to be to, to be machmer at this. He says, prob, his language I think is probably would be a midas chasidus to abstain. But I don't think we need to be very machmer on this halacha. He says, I don't think we need to be very machmer, and that, that's my sense of poskim today when it comes to these types of issues of of putting up additional roadblocks and between marital intimacy between a husband and wife. I think the, the attitude of poskim is we have to be machmer with halacha strictly prohibits, but anything that's not. Uh, Black and white Easter, we, we don't look for additional reasons to abstain. For reasons of Shalom Bias, for Sahara, I think postkim in general are reluctant to, to insist on things like this. Again, it does say Asr. It's in Shulchan Aruch, in two places it says Asr. But I heard also from a, a, a disciple of, a veteran disciple of Rabbi Mordechai Willig, also they asked him, does the person have to abstain? I think the, I think, I think the, the person said, that Rabbi Willig said, you can't say it's us or mikra din. It's aspirational. A person who feels like doing this is certainly uh, fulfilling the, what Chazal talked about. You can't say it's us or mikra din. Again, whether it's for any of these various reasons, it's limited to, to rav, to famine, whether he holds it to me to succeed us like Tosis, whether the other considerations of Shalom Bayez and Yetzirah are override, I'm not sure. My impression is that uh, most postmen would probably take a position like Rav Weiss and like, and like Rav Willig, that you can't deny that this is the, this is the recommended by Chazal, you can't, but, but, but they're, not, they're reluctant to say that you're chay of nikra din. I haven't seen Posen get up and warn people, everyone should know, halacha, everyone has to separate from their wives, and definitely, unless, unless you haven't fulfilled Peru Revu yet. So I'm not sure. As we've seen, there, there, there are various arguments for, uh, for leniency. A lot of them depend on machlokas. And some Posen are quite strict. Some Posen, like Magen Avram, prohibit even uh, Belel Tvila. And some Posen say even the Midas Chasidus of Tosus is only for Chasuchei Banim. Even for them, it's, even for them, it's Midas Chasidus to abstain. For someone who did not have kids, Someone who has kids, it's mikra din. The Taz says, no midas chasidus if you don't have kids because it's a great mitzvah. But someone who has kids, many posts can say it's at least a midas chasidus and maybe aser mikra din. Nevertheless, I don't have the impression that post would, would tell people you have to imachmer, but certainly, it's, uh, certainly doing so would be in the spirit of Chazal, in the spirit of, of this idea that they developed from Yosef, from, uh, from Noah, and, and, and the idea that they... They, they struggle to reconcile with the cases of Levi and Yitzchak and Rivka.